And I saw this blog post titled 10 reasons you're dentist, 10 reasons I hate the dentist. Like, no, I was like, I'm going to just reply to you. And so I did this open blog post reply to this girl. She was kidding around, but I mean, that's the joke about dentists, right? Like how much everybody hates us. So I wrote a reply to her and it was called 10 reasons your dentist probably hates you too. And it was so much fun. And I posted it and literally that night it went viral. Wow. And so that opened doors that that's, what's kind of the luck, right? It opened doors. And suddenly I started hearing from dentists in the U S but also in like Malaysia and Egypt and all over the world. I heard from parents of dentists and people were like, thank you for finally speaking up. Cause after a while, how hard is it to go into this work that you dedicate so much to your patients? And the first thing they say to you is I hate the dentist, you know? Are you looking for opportunities to invest in passive real estate syndications? Join our exclusive community at FastFire Capital, where we're dedicated to bringing doctors and other high-income earners priority access to the best opportunities to invest in large multifamily and other types of commercial properties. Not only that, by being part of the community, you'll get exclusive access to webinars and Q&As, where you'll be able to raise your passive investing IQ. To join our community, go to semiretiredmd.com forward slash syndication. Again, that address is semiretiredmd.com forward slash syndication. When you daydream about your future, I'll bet it doesn't include you still working into your 60s and 70s. But unless you're actively taking steps to break the cycle of trading time for money, that's the future most of us face. Ignite Your Journey will lay out a roadmap to show you how to finally break that cycle and achieve true financial freedom. And it will show you how to do it in just three to five years, rather than the 20 or so it takes for traditional investments or saving in your retirement accounts. For more information, go to semiretiredmd.com forward slash IYJ. This episode is sponsored by Rain City Capital. Rain City specializes in hard money loans for fix and flips, rentals, and new construction projects. Now, hard money isn't for everybody, but it can be a great tool for pro investors who need more flexibility with their financing. Maybe you're having trouble getting approved for a loan or you're going to miss out on a great deal because your lender can't close in time. Whatever your situation, if you can't go conventional, check out Rain City Capital. Since they only work with investors, they're experts at finding creative solutions to meet your goals. And since many of them are investors themselves, they keep their approval process quick and simple. For our students, Rain City offers personalized deal review. You submit the property info and they will call you to run the numbers together. They can usually tell you within five minutes if it seems like a good deal or not and how to move forward. No strings attached. Visit raincity.online forward slash SRMD to learn more or submit your deal for review. Welcome to the Doctors Building Wealth Podcast, the place where we talk about the strategies, habits, and mindset that separate wealthy docs from those who are not. We're your hosts, Leiti and Kenji. Welcome to another episode of the Doctors Building Wealth Podcast. Today, we have Laura Brenner. She is a dentist and also the founder and CEO of Lola B's Career Coaching and also heads up a group called Dentist Side Gigs. Welcome, Laura. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and honored to, to get to share my story with you today. 
Well, Laura, we are really excited to have you here to talk to all the dentist listeners about your journey, your entrepreneurial journey, and uh, and how you're a recovering dentist. So maybe let's just dive right in. And can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your story? Well, not to go too far back, but I, I always thought I wanted to be a dentist because it was going to give me everything in life that I could have ever wanted, um, you know, helping people and a lot of freedom and impact and respect all the amazing things and then I got into dentistry and it wasn't at all what I thought it would be so in my third year of practice I became really burned out and and keep in mind this was 2004 in 2004 think back remember nobody was really talking about burnout in any career at the time and so I didn't know what it was um, and I just thought I hated dentistry and I, I, you know, that was in year three of my 10 year career. So it took me then seven more years to really figure out what I wanted to do. And, but I felt so stuck because we invest everything to get here. Same for you guys, right? As, right. as physicians, it's like, you just invest everything and, um, you can't imagine, it's like a marriage. You can't imagine going any other way. So ultimately after 10 years in practice, I, I really couldn't do it anymore. And, um, I quit, I left, that's it. I made it happen. And it was a long process. And, um, I started blogging. Um, and then I started connecting with other dentists. And then ultimately years later, I started my coaching business to help other dental professionals navigate that same thing that at the time I had nothing, I didn't know what it was and I didn't know how to do it or, or what to do. And it was pretty, pretty interesting to see that I wasn't the only one, but all these years I thought I was. Hmm. Can you talk to us a little bit about, um, I think one of the unique things about dentists, dentists is you, so many of you still have practices and that's kind of different than a lot of physicians over the last 10 years. And I know it's tending towards less and less people having practices, but can you talk about that and how you think that plays into burnout or actually helps maybe avoid burnout a little bit longer? What do you think about that? Oh yeah, that's a great question. I think I, I personally I might have a very skewed view of this because the people I see are in a different seg- like we have a different viewpoint, right? I'm talking to like a hundred percent of people in my world are burnt out, right? Whereas if you look at the other parts of the dentist population, and I'm sure you could say the same thing in medicine, there are a lot who are happy, right? Mm-hmm. So typically in dentistry, when someone's an associate and they don't have control over their circumstances, that can lead to so much more burnout. And so when people are expressing that they're unhappy, they're burnt out, they're stressed, the answer, like the, the, it's like a cookie cutter answer for everyone in dentistry is like, oh, go buy your own practice Mm -hmm. and then you'll be happy. Right. Then you can control everything and Um, It's a really great solution for some people, but it's, the problem is it's not for everyone. So yes, I think when you're an associate, you don't have that control over your circumstances that can lead to more burnout. But then when you buy a practice, or I should say, and then when you buy a practice, 
then that can clear it up. However, there's there are quite a lot of people who practice ownership ends up piling on more responsibilities. And then you shift over that line from responsibility to burden, which really increases your burnout even more. So I know a lot of people who they've bought practices thinking that was going to be their burnout cure. And it's actually made it worse because they realize they now have to wear 20 hats instead of five. And then they feel sometimes even more stuck because it's like a marriage. It's like, I always say owning a practice is like having a baby to try to fix your marriage. So, you know, I think it's like, well, we could get into burnout even more if you want, but it's just, I think if you're burnt out, the, the certain, everybody needs to find their own solutions. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that entrepreneurship is similar. A lot of people go into entrepreneurship looking for freedom. And there's a lot of doing things you don't initially like to do in the beginning, especially before you have a team and you have to be the person who does everything. And it can, it, people can leave a job looking for a way to not be burned out, a way to have freedom. And entrepreneurship can actually just for that, for a certain population, just lead to even more burnout. So I think there are a lot of parallels there. Mm -hmm. So yeah. let's, let's talk about that journey going from leaving, because it sounds like you left without really having a, a plan. So can maybe let's start a little bit there. Like how, how did you how did you muster the nerve to do that? Because I think a lot of us and I know Kenji and I, we well, actually, we didn't really want to leave medicine, but had we wanted to leave medicine, I know that we would have made sure we had like a lot of things going before then. So so talk about that. How, how did you manage all that? Well, that was exactly the problem was that I needed to have, have a plan. And I think as medical and dental professionals, we plan. And I mean, our whole lives have to be planned. You have to start when you're in sometimes as far back as high school, right? But really in college, you know, you become pre-med, pre-dental, everything's planned out. And so that was the problem is like, I always say getting in is really simple. It's not easy. It's simple, but getting out, there's no path, there's no plan. And so that's what kept me stuck for all those years. I mean, also being in year three of practice and wanting to leave, you're not really going to allow, or I didn't allow myself to even explore really. I mean, I kind of tried, but I didn't really commit because I needed to really, uh, I think, give myself permission and accept that there was maybe a different path for me. So I would say that was kind of the first thing is that permission to be okay, not using, not getting the same ROI that I thought I would get on my investment. Um, but then I wanted a plan too, and I couldn't find a plan. Uh, and, and it's amazing. And I don't know if this happens in medicine, but in dentistry, the thing I see so often, and it shocks me because these careers should make us feel so confident about ourselves, but I've never seen so many people feel so unconfident about themselves after being dentists, because something about this work that we do can beat us down all day long. And so we often think like, oh, I have no other skills. And that's what I thought. I thought I have no other skills. So what could I do? And so I just stayed stuck for years and years. That was the seven years. And then finally, one day I came home from work and my husband was like, 
we can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. It was the ultimatum, right? And he was like, sort it out. I don't care what you do. If we need to sell our house, if we have to move, if we have to downsize, do it. It's going to be worth it. Um, and that was really permission for me to begin to explore. So it was a lot of career coaching. It was a lot of therapy. It was a lot of reading personal development books. And then I just had to um, fix my, I had to work on myself from the inside out to be able to leave. So ultimately it's a long story. Um, there's some funny things I did to get myself here but ultimately I became a weight loss coach Mm. and it was through starting my blog and opening up my mind and looking at the world differently and trying to see opportunities or let me rephrase that allowing myself to see opportunities that had been there all along shifting from that person who was like, I have no skills. So there's no possibilities. There's nothing I can do to shifting into someone who's like, wait, you know what? Dentistry is hard. Most people can't do what I can do. So if I can do this, I can do anything. Then that allowed me to start to see opportunities. At that point, it was like, all right, let's just figure out what they are, right? Like, what do I want to do then? And, And you guys know, I mean, when you shift yourself out of that really stuck space, um, into into knowing that you can do something, believing in it, and just allowing yourself to figure it out, you're totally going to be so much more action-oriented and, and allow yourself to do it. So ultimately, um, I started blogging because I needed, I didn't know what to do. And so I was like, I'll write about travel and food and nobody read my blog, but it opened my mind up because I started telling stories and looking for important things in my life. And I just saw the world differently. And then this weight loss opportunity came in. So I actually started that and did dentistry part-time while I was starting this weight loss coaching business part-time. And I kept waiting for it to explode and replace my dentistry income, which can be hard as we all know. And it never quite did. But my boss wanted me to buy his practice. And he's like, let's start a let's start this year-long introduction process where I'll share, you know, I'll introduce you to all my patients. And then in a year you can take over, they'll know you. And I was like, I can't do that to him. I knew that I couldn't lead him on for another year and stay one more year in dentistry because I didn't have the guts to do anything. Mm -hmm. So you know, this is how we are as caretakers, right? It's like, I wouldn't leave for myself, but I'll leave for the benefit of someone else. So I did have a side gig and I was in a safe situation, um, but I didn't have this income replacement. So it took a lot, it was a leap of faith and a lot of, a lot of mindset shifts. Yeah. And, and internal work, which it always is, right? It always starts with us and our fears and the need for certainty and how, you know, we go through all this school and there's a path and it's so certain. 
And then you get to the point that you don't know what you want to do in the future. And there's not that certainty. And it's very, very scary Mm -hmm. um, for everybody to go through that shift. So you transformed really from the weight loss coaching to where you are now with career coaching. Um, and I, I do want to highlight, like, that's often how it happens, right? That it's not just you, you come up with something and that's where you go. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's shifting, lots of shifting over time. Can you tell us about that journey and how that happened? Was it, was a luck? What, what, what happened to make that happen for you? Oh, I love that you're saying luck. Cause sometimes I, I, I do think there was some luck involved, you know, and, and sometimes when I say that people are like, oh, don't dismiss yourself. Well, it wasn't just luck. It never is just luck. Right. Um, so yeah, a lot of that work, getting to that point, I I started uh, the weight loss coaching business. It was going okay. It was good. It was tolerable. It was a great shift for me because it allowed me to not feel some of the stress that I felt in dentistry. So, um, and, and I would, well, you know what, I'll add this in later because I think it'll be a good um, topic for, for your audience, but um I, I was blogging this whole time. Then I found this weight loss gig. Then I quit dentistry and, and I saw this blog post titled 10 reasons your dentist, 10 reasons I hate the dentist. And I was like, you know what? Like, no, I was like, I'm going to just reply to you. And so I did this open blog post reply to this girl. She was kidding around, but I mean, that's the joke about dentists, right? Like how much everybody hates us. So I wrote a reply to her and it was called 10 reasons your dentist probably hates you too. And it was so much fun. And I posted it and literally that night it went viral. Wow. Mm. And so that opened doors that that's, what's kind of the luck, right? It opened doors. And suddenly I started hearing from dentists in the U S but also in like Malaysia and Egypt and all over the world. I heard from parents of dentists and dental assistants and and children of dentists. And people were like, thank you for finally speaking up. Cause after a while, how hard is it to go into this work that you dedicate so much to your patients? And the first thing they say to you is I hate the dentist, you know, or I hate you is essentially what that's saying. So it really created this, this nice buzz. Um, and that was what really shifted me because even still, even, even after I left dentistry, there was a big grieving process. Um, you feel like a failure, you feel like a quitter, even when you're successful sometimes at the next thing you do, you know, but when I, so my favorite Brene Brown quote is that isolation breeds shame. And that's what I felt for so many years. So when my blog post went viral and all these people started reaching out to me, it was her other quote is empathy kills shame. It was like, oh, finally, like I can feel okay. So I shifted my blog and started blogging about my journey into and out of dentistry. And nobody was really, this was 2011. So no one was talking about this publicly at the time. And I had this like built-in cheering squad of other dentists who, or I should say dental professionals, hygienists, assistants, they would read my blog and they would say, how cool that you're doing this. I want to change too. And so to have people who were supporting me at a time when I didn't really, I mean, I believed enough in myself, but not fully uh, really made it amazing. And then I just organically built this community of people who wanted this. And so then 
for a long time, I had imposter syndrome and I was like, there's no way I could be a coach because I'm just a quitter. Um, but then eventually I, I did enough and learned enough about myself that I was like, that's silly. Just go do this. And that was what I was meant to do. So I started, I went and got a coaching certification and started helping others do the same. And, and, and it's been amazing to go from, I think a lot of us wish we could have careers that we absolutely love. And I, I know you guys can relate to loving what you do. Um, it's so amazing to find yourself at a place in your life where you can't, you, you know, there's a dream that you want to love what you do, but you just can't see it to eventually loving what you do and knowing that it's a real possibility. I want to really dig into your career coaching and how that's evolved over the years. You know, it, you started it out. Uh, it sounds like you had a good following at that point with this viral post, but can you talk about like building that business uh, to where it is now and that evolution and some of the, the things you went through to, to build that business? Yeah. Well, one thing is how do you come into the community? You guys have done this really well. How do you come into the dental community and say, Hey, let's talk about quitting and leaving and doing something different. So that was a challenge. Um, and, and that was, you know, really officially launching in 2018. Um, burnout was just starting then. I think we were starting the discussions then. Um, and so that's what I focused on, on helping people work through their burnout and find career happiness. And again, this comes with mindset. You know, a lot of us are scared to kind of take a leap. I was like, oh, I'm a coach. I'll coach anyone. Come see me, you know, and you just have to, that this is what you have to do with whatever next thing, next endeavor that you're trying, you just got to do it. Right. And so that was me and I had my blog. So I think we, we paralyze ourselves in the thinking and we don't often take action. And if we can get into small action steps that are doable, that if it works great, keep going. If it doesn't, you haven't really lot, you know, you haven't sacrificed a lot then you can pivot, right? So that was a lot of my approach. It was like, okay, just do it. Just get out there, just offer it up, try it with people. I'm gonna learn as I go. And then ultimately it shifted. And I learned that, um, that so I have this thing, I think you guys will relate because you guys diagnose stuff that we have to diagnose our burnout. If we can properly diagnose our burnout, then we can find the right treatment plan for it. And there are people, so I, I've created like, there's burnout when you love what you do and burnout when you hate what you do. Okay. Ask me how I know it. You said that earlier, Lady, about like entrepreneurs burning themselves out, right? That's what I do. I burn myself out all the time now, but I learned that the solutions are different, right? And so- if you're burnt out and you love what you do, taking breaks, getting support, taking vacations, like that all helps you and it refreshes you. But when you are burnt out and you hate what you do, that stuff doesn't work. You really need to fix the problem, which is you're in the wrong career. So I started noticing that when people I was working with were burnt out and really it was obvious they hated dentistry. And when I would try to 
like help them see the treatment plan solutions to try to fix their dental career. They wouldn't show up to appointments. They didn't do the homework. They just didn't engage. And sometimes I'd even give them permission. Hey, you know, we started this. You said you wanted a career change. Why don't we focus on that? Then immediately they would get excited about their appointments. They would show up, they would do the work. So that was where I came up with that concept. And that ultimately shifted to where I realized it's really important for me to, no matter who I work with, you have to be real with yourself and be real. And if it's obvious that you love what you do, then I, I'd love to help you work through burnout. But if you're if you don't love your work or even like it, and you're trying to fix it with the wrong treatment plan, I won't, I can't work with you. So one of my favorite things to do is really to help people career change because it's just so exciting when you go from feeling completely trapped in life to finding your freedom. And so that's really how it's shifted. Is It's still burnout, but it's more about like getting real and and allowing yourself to do something different very much like what you guys do. Yeah, it's um it's takes a lot of bravery for people to do that, right? Because you've been on this path, um you have you feel all this judgment from others, right? Um who think this is where you should be and that you're downgrading your life if you want to do anything else and so that act of bravery is really really something that that takes a lot of internal work like we've mentioned before, right? I um I know that I, I actually really enjoyed medicine, but didn't love it as much as what we were doing in semi-retired. And I can't tell you how many years I was like, I got, I got to, you know, just choose semi-retired and stop doing all the things I'm doing. Cause I was doing so much, you know, I remember I was pregnant during COVID still working half time, had six employees over at semi-retired and was at one day I was just like, what am I doing? Like, this is, this is crazy, but it's because I, I was afraid to let go of being a physician, right? It was my security blanket. And so I just want to speak to the bravery that it takes for people when they, you know, when they don't enjoy being a physician, right? To actually be able to admit them to themselves and others is is a really huge, huge step. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we share a, such a common mission of just saying to people, it's okay. And, and there is life after medicine or dentistry. And you're still, a, and you still a dentist, you're still a doctor. It's part of your identity. You don't have to give up that piece of your identity just because you're not doing clinical work. It still informs how you show up in life in so many ways. And so you don't have to give that up. I think that's the other fear people have. And then also I want to harken back to what you said earlier, which is you pivot, right? You, you, you decide, Hey, I'm going to do something else, but know that it's going to take probably a lot of pivots and a lot of a journey to get there. And that's okay. That's, that's part of it. Mm -hmm. This week's podcast is sponsored by our course, Zero to Freedom Through Cashflowing Rentals. Zero to Freedom Through Cashflowing Rentals is a 10-week online course focused on helping physicians and high-income earners go from knowing little to nothing about real estate investing to confidently buying the cashflowing rentals that will allow them to achieve financial freedom and work in medicine or their day jobs on their own terms. Our course is only open to registration twice a year, so be sure to get on the wait list at semiretiredmd.com and check out the course details on our course landing page. This episode is brought to you by Dan Peck of Movement Mortgage. If you're an experienced investor, you'll know just how important it is to have a lender who knows how to work with investors. 
We've been working with Dan and his team for over eight years now, and he's our go-to whenever we need a residential loan for our investment properties. Now, if you're new to investing, you might not know this, but your lender can sometimes be the difference between getting a great deal or completely missing out on it because your lender couldn't close the deal. Now, I did want to point out that Dan can help you not only with your investment properties, but also if you're looking to buy a primary residence or vacation home. So the next time you're looking for a residential lender, be sure to email Dan at srmd at movement.com to get a free consultation and also let him know that you're part of the semi-retired MD community to get an exclusive discount on your next loan. Now back to the episode. Yeah, and and I'm curious, like uh, if somebody does have the courage to leave dentistry, what do you tell them? You know, because at that point, you know, they're looking ahead and they're like, what do I do at this point? And how do I figure out that thing that I love so it doesn't feel like work? And <laughs> like, what do you, what do you, how do you coach people at that moment? Because I would imagine that that's a really difficult moment for people who are just kind of taking that leap and that, and they've, they've spent that courage to get out, but now they're faced with this unknown. So how do you coach people through that? Uh, Yeah. So it it is interesting because we are these good little boys and girls that everyone wanted us, us to be our whole lives. And then we become these high power professionals and we don't know who we are anymore. We don't know how to make decisions. We don't know how to even say what we want for dinner tonight, you know, because we stop listening to ourselves. So it is so much that that's what I love about your course is you guys really promote the personal development um, and the mindset work. It is so much that it's like, for those people, it's like, okay, I have to, we're going to rewrite the rules of your life, right? So make your own rules and we're going to look at the rules that are holding you back and write the new ones. And then how can we reconnect with yourself? And I think the best way to do that is to get reconnected with your creativity. Mm-hmm. And I've actually been challenged on this before. And so let's say, okay, maybe it's not painting or playing the guitar. It's about your creative thinking, mm-hmm. being challenged on that concept was the best thing that happened to me. See, this is the other thing too, is like knowing that challenges are good for us sometimes, right? Because it helps me understand what did I mean by creativity? I meant your creative thinking. For me, it was blogging. I never knew I could write. I never knew it, you know, and and I always thought I was a math science person. And here I am in well into my adult years. I was in my thirties when I started this and I suddenly, and, and I was, Actually, I was a Spanish major in college. I had nothing had nothing because I chose because I knew I was going into dentistry. I actually said to myself, Oh, I can study something that I love. I mean, how backwards is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So it's really giving people like, okay, how can we then help you get creative in your thinking? And and it's helping them, let's just pick something. Like you don't have to have a passion. You're not gonna have a passion right now. Just get curious instead. And pick some things that we could break down. Actually, I have a great example of one of my clients. Um, she is a dentist in the in Wales, and she's a painter. And we first had to help her realize that she could write her own rules, give herself permission. And then she was like, well, I love painting. I haven't painted in years. She kind of let it go because she was so focused on her career. So she allowed herself to 
start doing it again, get yourself to feel better about yourself, about your life. Cause when you feel good, you can do better. You can do more. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but she said, but you can't make money doing painting. And I was like, well, someone makes money painting. Why can't it be you? Right. So what we did was we did a brainstorm list and one of the things was those painting and sipping places that she said, yeah, that would interest me. So we broke that concept down in such into such small steps that like we said earlier, you do one step. If it's a green light, keep going. If it's a red light, you haven't sacrificed a lot. You pivot, you go back to your brainstorm list, but it's getting into tiny. It's like, forget the plan, forget the plan. We're so into the plan. Get into tiny action steps so that you can learn more about yourself and one door is going to open another. It's like dating your career, right? And so ultimately she's, we've created these like team building workshops that she does with dental teams where they get together and have fun team activities. She gives CE credits for it and they paint and drink wine and nobody's doing that in dentistry. And she's now been on like magazine covers and in the UK and it's just, so it's really about believe, you know, work on your beliefs, reconnect with yourself, whatever creative thinking you can get into, and then just do small steps to learn more about yourself. Oh, and take the pressure off. Like don't have the perfect plan B, take the pressure off, just play. Yeah, I think for us, as odd as it sounds, real estate was allowed us to be creative in a totally different way, right? It allowed us to plan what we wanted our future to look like. And then there's so many ways to do creative deals and negotiate and find a deal. It's like, it's so much fun and to see what a property can be made into. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that there are so many ways to be creative beyond just art that you can think of. And it oftentimes will involve learning a new skill. Um, But what pearls of wisdom right there for people who are looking for their next part of their lives. I remember Jesse Itzler said to us at a business mastery, he's married to Sarah Blakely. He said he's lived the equivalent of 14 human lives because he's had that much experience. And, uh, and, you know, we think that we'll become dentists or doctors and that's the rest of our lives. But for some people, that's just the next phase of your life. And there's another life phase that follows that. And mm-hmm. I know Kenji and I've had so many life phases since he's a serial entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that you're opening people up to that ability to see that there may be more that they want to do. And it, it doesn't have to be the same path for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also love how you, you know, coach them to break, a problem down into pieces because mm. if you if you think about if you think about it like oh what am I going to do for the rest of my life and it has to be something that I love right like that is like way too overwhelming right but what you say is hey just think about the next step and then like you said and then the next step and then each of those steps could or could not maybe open up some doors um, m- many of them probably will open up some new doors and avenues that you're not even thinking about that are not even options right now because you you haven't gone down that road so I just love that. I think it's a just a great advice for somebody. And uh, it's a great way to overcome fear because if you're only looking at the next step, I mean, I know that some of the Navy SEALs talk about this, how how do you get through that Navy SEAL training, you know, six months, right? How do you get through that? Well, you say you say you sit down to dinner and go, I can I can eat dinner. 
Okay. And then you, you look at the next thing that you have to do. Yes. Okay. I can do this next task and then I can do the next. And so if you just focus on the next, next task, as opposed to thinking about six months into the future of like, you know, I'm going to be going through this, you know, crazy training. Uh, that's how you can get through it. And, and it, yeah, it's great. And this is where luck or grace or whatever you want to call it comes in, right? Because you're putting yourself in the situation of, you know, looking around yourself, being open, um, and maybe even getting educated so you can recognize uh, the opportunities that start to come your way. Mm -hmm. But things will happen like your blog opportunity, right? You could have chosen at that point to say, well, uh, walked off and gotten angry about it, right? But you were already blogging to some extent. So you're already open to writing mm -hmm. and then this came up. And so, and you're already thinking outside of the box. And so that's why you recognized it as an opportunity and took it instead of just being closed and not even seeing what was right in front of you. So that's very, very cool. Mm -hmm. I have one more thing I want to say, <laughs> sorry. But I went to uh, the Inc. 5000 uh, recently and Deepak Chopra came and talked to us. And he talked about his daily practice and he sits down and he meditates and he asks himself uh, four questions. One is, who am I? Like, that's his first question. Like, who am I, right? What do I want? And that's that piece that you're asking people, like, what do you really want? He says, what is my purpose? So what am I kind of contributing? What am I here for? And then what am I grateful for? And I thought those four questions, just spending some time on it, whether you're journaling or you're meditating, um, can help you maybe have some insights on what do you really want? Because you're right, we are we get out of touch with what we really want because we just assume we have to follow the path of everyone else. Mm -hmm. I love all of that. And 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 when you hear that and you have and you're still in the, that path that you think you're supposed to be on, it doesn't make sense. But once you begin to explore that, what you just said makes so much sense. And that's everything. So what's, uh, what's next for you? What, what do you want to do? Can you talk to us about that? Oh, yes. Uh, so what's next? I think the most exciting thing that I'm doing is uh, hosting a travel uh, safari and side gigs retreat, which is, um, <laughs> which is so many. You know why I started doing that? Because I, I feel, and I, I think you guys will see this too. It, I feel like with this kind of work, it takes so much more than just showing up for a one day summit, mm -hmm. right? You show up for a summit and it's inspiring, but it, it's like, how many self-help books did you guys read over the years where you're like, this is amazing. And then you get to the end and you're like, but now what do I do with it? Yeah. Right. And, and so I just felt like I wanted to help create change and impact just at a greater level. And so when you remove yourself from your stress, stressful environment and your normal everyday thinking, you become more creative, right? So we're doing a safari trip to help people get out of their normal habitat, if you will, and get into their creative minds. And then you surround yourself with other people who are like-minded, who believe in what you're wanting to do, helps you change your own beliefs. And, and so it's going to be a deep dive where we'll combine fun. That's what this is all about, right? Like we just need to have more fun in life. Why, why do we have to suffer our way through our lives for them to be valuable? So it's about combining fun with really helping people rewrite the rules of their lives and, and change, get into that opportunity mindset and then really pick that thing that they're going to break down into the small steps so that they can finally get into action and, and, and really 
shift into that space of, of confidence and courage. So, but fun. Can't wait. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's the key word is space, right? It's um, when we're running and we're not breathing and we're just going to the next thing. And we're in that busy mind. If we don't have the space to sit back and relax and reflect, and we aren't low on our stress hormones, then sometimes we miss so, so much. And we, and we don't have the ability to think outside of what's right in front of us. Kenji and I uh, likewise do uh, uh, like a, like a mini retreat for ourselves a couple times a year, just us where we just go and we plan. And it literally is like, we don't have to do anything. We can sit at the hotel by the pool all day long. There's no agenda. There's no, no activities. There's like literally just sitting and relaxing. And that's what allows your mind to then stop chattering and running and actually reflect. And then you get to realize what you really want. Mm -hmm. Right. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. I I also wanted to mention that um, I love that, you know, this sounds like a new thing, you know, you're putting out an offer and, uh, and you don't know how it's going to go. Right. But it's like, I just love the idea of uh, creation and putting something out there. And I'm sure if, you know, if this didn't work out, uh, I'm sure it will, but if it didn't, that, you know, you would just pivot, you would be like, okay, I'll just, that's no problem. Right. And I think that that's the, that's the, that's, that's what I think anybody who is stuck has to learn is that um, as you kind of try new things, there may be some failures. I wouldn't, and I don't, we, we don't call them failures. We call them learning opportunities, right? Um, and there may be some learning opportunities and you may have to pivot and that's okay, right? As long as, as, long as you're in that mindset of that's okay, right? Uh, I'm going to just pivot. And, uh, and then eventually with enough pivoting, you will figure it out. Mm-hmm, for sure. I love that. Yeah. So let's transition to our last two questions that we ask everyone. So first of all, what is your definition of wealthy? Ooh, I love this question because I had to really change my definition to do what I did uh, forever. It was all about the money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know what? When I was making my six-figure income in dentistry, I felt so much scarcity, Cause I was afraid of losing it. I just was holding on so tight. I, and, and I didn't want to spend money on anything. I didn't, I wouldn't allow myself to feel free or enjoy because I was afraid of losing it. Um, Cause I knew I wanted to switch, but when I left, I realized that uh, I, I became a much, I felt much more abundant. I stopped worrying about the money. So to me, wealth is so much about it's everything in life, right? It's, it's, it's joy, it's relationships, it's community, it's, it's filling your cup with all the things. And also knowing that if you, if you do what you love, then the money will follow, you know, like, like wealth is shifting the money down it's still, we all know money is important, but it's shifting it down to a lower, maybe it comes next. Yeah. And then these other things are more important health too. Right. Mm. Yes. 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 Tony always, uh, Tony Robbins always talks about how he works with all these billionaires Mm. and how people are either worried they don't have enough money or they're worried about losing it. Mm. It's one or the other. And they're so unhappy. Mm. Like even though they're billionaires, they're still fearful about money and you have that opportunity, no matter how much money is in your bank account, to, to redefine what wealth means to you and start to feel happy and joyful and abundant right now. Um, and so that's that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's a state of mind, right? It is. It is. Well, speaking of state of mind, what is one mindset, habit, or strategy that separates someone who is wealthy versus someone who is not? Invest in yourself. <laughs> I see so many people wanting to do what they wish they could do, and they don't because they're not willing to invest, whether it's getting support, whether it's learning something new, um, you know, saying yes to yourself, right? And and you guys know this. We always think that when we make more money or achieve the next degree or get that raise or that that position at work, we're going to then be happy. And studies show that happiness comes first, that happiness leads to success. So we have to invest in ourselves. It just, you could look at a million examples in the world of when people invest in their sel themselves, they become wealthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, Jim Rohn has a great quote. It's, it's not uh, what you get that matters, it's who you become, right, in the process. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is that you do, uh, when, you, when you challenge yourself, if you, if you leave dentistry and you, you know, you start something new, right, it's, it's not, not what you get, it's who you become in the process that really matters. Wow, what a profound discussion and so many beautiful insights from you. Uh, thank you. And can you tell everyone a little bit more about how to find out about what you do? Yes. So uh, you can follow me on Instagram at drlolabees. That's Dr. Lolabees. I have a Facebook group called Dentist Side Gigs. And honestly, the easiest and most fun way to find me is to just Google 10 reasons your dentist hates you. You don't even have to get the title right. It'll show up. My website is lolabeescareercoaching.com. Awesome. Thank you, Laura. That was so much fun to have you here. Thank you guys so much. I always love, uh, I feel like we're so like-minded. I love being around you and having conversations with you. So thank you for having me. Hey, Doctors Building Wealth. Did you hear that Kenji and I wrote a book called Life on Your Terms, which is a fable of two doctor couples, one who goes the traditional route, investing in their 401ks and working harder, and one that decides to invest in real estate and what happens to those two couples over five years. Our book is now out and available for purchase. Be sure to go to semiretiredmd.com forward slash book to pick up a copy today. And write us a review because it's going to be so helpful to us to be able to get this book out into the larger community and be able to affect more change and impact more lives. And in case you didn't know, all the profits of our book go to our Doctors Legacy Building Foundation, which is all about helping underserved communities be able to get financial literacy. Thank you for all of your support. The Doctors Building Wealth podcast provides information only and does not provide any financial, legal, tax, medical, or psychological services or advice. You are responsible for your own financial, physical, mental, and emotional well-being, decisions, choices, actions, and results. You should contact a professional if you have any specific questions about your unique situation.